Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to episode 397 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Dub. Uh, Big sexy Chris Rodeau, the voice of Dynamo Pro Wrestling. We've got Hardcore Hoss riding alongside. Hoss, how's everything going with you? Hey, it's going pretty good. You know, excited to be here. Excited to uh, have some great guests and get to learn more about them. And just looking forward to another great show. And we are we are almost we are like right at the precipice of show four hundred. That is going to be an amazing, amazing accomplishment for us. So uh, I know we're, I know we're ready for that. We're off of a double or nothing from AEW barreling down to hell in a cell, barreling down to episode 400. We got a lot to talk about. So uh, let's bring in my co-host for the, our co-host for the evening. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a throwback. It's one of the OGs of the WTP. Please welcome nightmare Joe Lance. What's up, Joe? Joey, Joey, Joey. How's it what going? What is going on? It's going good. It's going good. I cannot complain. Well, you could, but you know, I mean, nobody's going to listen. Have you have you gotten over that whole snitch thing here? You being a snitch fan, you still you still a big snitch fan. I would fan. never get over being a snitch fan. I would be a snitch fan until the day that I die. I'm just wondering when you're going to jump on the bandwagon. Like, I, I got myself as a snitch fan. I think that John Haas is, might be a little bit of a snitch fan. I mean, he, you know. The things he said about me and to me, I don't think I could be a snitch fan. So, I mean. Maybe if you were nicer, he would not say things about you and to you. I exactly. I have I spent years re- I mean, reading what he wrote for, for everybody. So, I mean, I you are. I don't know why he was mad at me for that. I mean, you also got threatened to be set on fire too. So that you is know. true. So, so maybe <laughs> I maybe I do need to change things with my uh. There my, you go. Attitude, but uh, so we're episode we're barreling down episode four hundred. Joe, can you believe it? We're, we are we are almost there. It's three ninety seven. We've only got a couple weeks left. So what's your what's what's your opinion going into four hundred? I know you're one of the OGs of this. Of this, of this uh, I never thing. thought that we would be up to episode four hundred. It's 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 kind of crazy. Uh, everything that we've been doing, I can only imagine what episode 400 is going to be like. Who we have set up for episode 400? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm just waiting, just waiting for Renee and Luke to get things straightened out. I don't know quite. I, I hear they've got some uh, surprises planned for for us. So we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see how, how this goes. So we got two great guests. 
but you know what? The Russell Talk podcast wouldn't have been around for almost 400 episodes if we didn't have the sponsors. So uh, let's get those sponsors thrown up there so we can so we can give them some shout out. We would be nothing without the Russell Talk podcast sponsors. Uh, Everything Combat, Kincaid Arcade, Esports Bar KC, the Interstate 70 Sports Media, shout out to uh, Jeremy Carp, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, they help with our website, Rathbun Engraving, Me Fiesta KC Party Rentals, and Nobleman's Barber Lounge in KC, Missouri, Ask for Pete the Barber. And of course, the world famous FWWC. Those mugs are beautiful. They make the uh, they make the uh, drink seventeen percent better, is what Renee I believe said. So, um, if you're looking for one of those, reach out to Renee or my one of us, and we'll get you hooked up with the Rathbun Engraving um, that that Russell Talk Podcast mug. So, and uh, I, I believe in our break we'll have uh, some. Some information about this Friday's FWWC, if I'm correct, with De- with Dewan coming on. Actually, I believe uh, Dewan's coming on, and he's going to give us the uh, card for Sunday's pay per view. I don't believe there is a uh, FWWC challenge this Friday, but awesome. Yeah, that's even, that's even better if it's for a pay per view. That means that means they're gonna means you guys are gonna bring it strong, right? Always, always, always. So. Uh, well, Joe, I'm going to turn this over to you because you know what we need to do. We got that tradition here at the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, uh, Nor- Hoss has done a really good job of in- introducing this, but this is your thing, man. This is this is you. So uh, let's let's go ahead and get those uh, get those flags out because you know what time are, are, it is. are you going to be able to do this and not disrespect our country, Joe? Oh, I don't know oh, what you, I don't, oh, know, no. what you, I don't oh. know what you're talking about, so. Uh, well, we're going to bring that up in high spots because you and another co-host have had a really rough weekend in wrestling. So, uh, so uh, let's go ahead, Joey. Let's let's take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for you to take off your hats, stand up, and salute the greatest country in the world, and that's America, damn it! Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome. Sorry, wrong one. <laughs> Not listening to that without a straight face. You know <laughs> oh, how much oh. heat that she got from singing oh. it like that. Yeah, and so it's. I I don't know if that one is uh. better or worse than the Carl Lewis one. I don't. I just. I I I I I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, oh, it's been woo. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, you know, we've done the national anthem. Now it's time to get into some high spots. We got a lot of stuff we got to talk about. So, Mr. Hush, hit that music for us. Real quick before we do that, just shout out to Jeffrey Wilson, Susie Haas, Andrew Hall of the Lumberjacks, 
Ryan. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You should say the Hall of Fame Lumberjacks. That is correct. They, they were just inducted into the Midwest uh, Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame just here recently. Uh, Remy Ricks. Herb Simmons is our in the house. friend Herb Simmons giving a shout out there. So shout out to all you guys because we would not be here without you guys and we really appreciate you. So be I'm sure to... Waiting. I'm I'm just waiting for for the guy to show up that always wants us to 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 book like Stone Cold or the Rock. <laughs> well, be sure to share this uh, broadcast and tell all your how come, friends. How come, how come you're not welcome? How come you're not welcoming Luke Justice to the to the podcast? Is uh... yeah, Luke okay. Justice is a bum. <laughs> I'm surprised he found his way, but the, you know that's. Anyway, on the high spots. On the high spots. My chick, my chick. Yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Yeah. What's up? Welcome to High Spots, where we pop news like Lair Chop. We talk shop, coming through the screen with a laptop. And non-stop, like I'm running speed with a black top. We hit hard, like chair shots and backdrops. I'm a fuck flash, we're like the family fuck that ass on. We got the scene while they stay slow. Wrestle Talk Podcast, now they know. We about to start the show. Ah. Uh. Uh. That that just that just gets you gets gets you going. So uh, uh, we got some questions that we sent in to, to Big Hoss. So uh, let's throw up that random gem generator and uh, see what we see what we can come up with first. All right, let's see here. Thoughts, okay. thoughts on the double or nothing pay per view? There were some. There's been some talk about that. That that maybe double or nothing wasn't the uh, best showing for AEW. Um, CM Punk winning the uh, title uh, against Hangman Page. Adam Cole and Britt Baker winning the uh, winning the Owen. Um, and and the crazy the craziness of the anarchy in the arena match. Even Justin Roberts said at the beginning of the match before he announced, he's like, and the shit's about to hit the fan. So uh, what? So let's let's start with Joey. Joey, what's your what's your thoughts on the uh, double or nothing pay per view? Um, I actually had to work that night, so I did not get to watch it. Of course, I I, I know everything that 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 happened and. I wasn't about to spend fifty dollars for a, a pay per view because you know I'm I'm broke as a joke. But from what I've heard, it was a pretty good uh, pay per view. You know, you had MJF getting destroyed by Wardlow. You know, you had Adam Cole and Britt Baker winning the uh, the Owen Hart tournament, which still still uh, irks me a little <laughs> bit because I'm sorry, but. I remember watching Owen Hart in the WWE, and regardless of you know of the issues that Martha Hart has with WWE, I felt if anybody should have been able to honor him, it should have been the WWE. And they have It's not like they haven't tried before. She just boxed every single time. So to me, this tournament has always been not about Owen Hart and the fans. This has always been just. A, a way of Martha Hart to say F you to Vince McMahon over something that happened over 20 years ago. I I kind of I kind of agree. It just didn't really fit 
you know, the whole thing. Um, I mean, I have no problem with who won won it, Adam Cole really? and Britt Baker. I mean, <clears throat> it, it, any of the four that were in the finals could have won it. It was kind of cool seeing Rancid uh, play out Ruby Soho. Uh, so it it wasn't a bad pay-per-view. It just – they've done a lot better. So Yeah, uh, I, I agree. It wasn't necessarily a bad pay-per-view, but I don't think it was one of their best either. Um, I And I agree with Joey that, you know, it, it was just a uh, – a way to say F you to WWE um, with that tournament. And it really should have been a uh, WWE honor. If you're going to do that tournament, that's where his career was. And uh, it it just doesn't make sense for somebody else to be the one to do it. But yeah, it it was what it was. And And, and the only, and the only footage that, AEW could use was the stuff that was a uh, courtesy of New Japan Pro Wrestling because um, the majority of the, what was done in Stampede is WWE owned. Owned so. by the WWE and then everything he did in WWE was owned by WWE so yeah. <laughs> I mean Remy Ricks thinks it was uh, kind of trash so. I, I, it wasn't one of my favorite pay-per-views but I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I think I, I I think Owen Hart should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, I I, I don't think there's a question about that that he should be. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those things. I just you're right. The Owen Hart tournament had nothing to do with what the legacy of Owen Hart. It was just like you said, Martha Hart to screw over Vince McMahon. Right. It was an up yours. Yes. So, so and, and of course, we're going to talk about a AEW and, uh, and the pay-per-view, you know, you, you, you gotta ask about CM Punk becoming the champion, you know, I hangman Adam pages title reign has been pretty disappointing or was pretty disappointing. I mean, he had, he had great matches with Brian Danielson, but it just kind of, I believe someone said I can't remember who told me that they think that Adam Page is a better chaser of a belt than he is a defender of the belt. So he will be better chasing, but I don't think he need. I don't think he's going to chase CM Punk. I I just I don't know where they're going to go with this net. I mean, I don't know where you go with CM Punk. I mean, I I just are they setting up another Punk Punk? Punk MJF feud, but I mean that's gonna mm. be another que- that's gonna be another question we're gonna ask here in just a few seconds. Right? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I just I don't know where they're gonna go with it. I, I maybe I should hold off judgment, but Page having the belt, it needed to, it needed to come off of him. So that that's just my opinion. His his title reign was not the best. My my honest opinion is when it comes to CM Punk, I think AEW is you know, put, putting a lot of their stock in CM Punk uh, being their main draw. Just like uh, WWE now, I feel, has put a lot of their stock in Cody Rhodes. Um, you know, you're starting to see his face all over the place with WWE. CM Punk's the same way. But honestly, I, I don't feel that they are 
um, the stars that they're trying to make them appear to be. Um, I, I so that that's just my opinion on it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't, Joe. Do you want to weigh in on the whole CM Punk thing? I mean, I I, I definitely like CM Punk, and and I think that that it's it's awesome that you know he he won the uh, the uh, title. It, it was almost a no brainer. Like I don't think anybody going into this pay per view uh, uh, had a, a shadow of a doubt that CM Punk was not going to win win this this championship. Um, you know, of <laughs> course, since winning this championship, it's not like he hasn't gotten any scrutiny from it because you know they were com- they were comparing him to you know like the the uh, likes of when you know. The uh, the Iraq won the the heavyweight championship in WWE when Goldberg, you know, and 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 it's because you know he's 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 a big time wrestler that left for a while, came back, and now he's won the uh, championship. But it, it's a little bit different, I guess you could say, because he's still wrestling like every single week. Unlike last time that the Rock won the championship, he wasn't wrestling every single week, and we know that. Uh, Brock Lesnar has invested on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown since like shit. I can't even remember how long it's been. So, yeah, and and I think I think AEW did themselves a benefit by not throwing by when they signed CM Punk, they didn't thrust him straight into the title picture. He started off his first feud was against Darby Allen. I mean, and he's he's feuded against MJF and Eddie Kingston, and so. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I don't know who takes the title off of him because I don't know. MJF would be the one that you would probably think would take it off of him. But I guess that that's going to roll into our next question. Uh, the MJF AEW situation, a work or a shoot this Saturday. MJF was supposed to be a at a meet and greet that he no showed to. Mm-hmm. And. Apparently, there was some talk that a flight was booked out of Vegas for MJF. He did not get on the flight, obviously, because he was at the pay-per-view, you know, uh, being powerbombed, what, 10 times by Wardlow. Uh, I still think we're getting worked here. Apparently, MJF MJF signed a, a contract extension, but he feels that he has completely outperformed the extension amount and may want a little bit more money, but that's not how contracts work. So just, is it a work or a shoot? Okay. So here is my take on the whole MJF and AEW situation. You never know with MJF. He is such a good heel that you don't know what is real and what's not real. I can totally, if it's real, I can totally understand his frustration. The guy is constantly in the same angle over and over and over again. When he faced Cody Rhodes, in order for Cody Rhodes to be able to <coughs> face him in a match, he had to to go through these stipulations in order just to have the match. When, when he wrestled CM Punk, CM Punk, it was the same thing. He had to go through the stipulations. When he wrestled Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho had to go through these stipulations. Now he's he was in in a feud with Wardlow, and 
what did Wardlow have to do in order to get his match? He had to to take the uh, ten uh, ten uh, lashes, uh, lashings, and then be in the cage match with uh, Sean uh, Spears. Sean Sean Spears. So it's like it's constantly it's the same angle over and over and over and over and over again. MJF has not lost very many uh, matches. I think he's lost like maybe two or three, and yet he's only had one title opportunity. Only one. So, so I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I think that everything in wrestling is scripted, but sometimes you just, sometimes, sometimes a wrestler can work that line. So, um, and he's not doing himself any benefit by, you know, when he goes out and does these interviews, he talks, he, his mouth over, his mouth runs a little bit too much. So, uh, Oz, what do you think? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I, I've read some stuff that says it's a work. I've read some stuff that says it's not a work. Um, so it's kind of hard to say one way or the other. But, you know, I, I tend to think that you're not going to see him go anywhere. He is going to stay in AEW, I think. And um, so I, I tend to think it is more of a work than... I mean, his... His contract runs apparently through his contract ends January 1st of 2024. So he's either going to have to sit out if, if, if it is legit, he's going to have to sit out. And then what does sitting out do for you for 18 months? You, you lose, you lose momentum. I don't think Tony Khan's going to release him. I don't think, uh, I don't think, and then have a no compete clause. I don't think, I don't, that's just, that's just not the way Tony Khan does it. Tony Khan just kind of lets you sit, sit backstage and then not, not deal with it. Cause he, he recently let go of Joey Janelle and I mean, didn't just ran out his contract. So. Well, and even if he did decide to release him, do you see Vince McMahon picking him up? Yes. Yes. yes absolutely. 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 100%. Absolutely. Because, I mean, he is a very similar character to The Miz, but he's also younger than The Miz. So, I mean, MJF has a full career ahead of him. And Vince will do the same thing that he's done with Cody Rhodes. Because... Now it's about the high high value defections from from Cody from from AEW. Cody exactly. Rhodes was Cody Rhodes was the first. Vince McMahon will be all will be on MJF if he gets released like white on rice. Cody it's, Rhodes is the smartest man alive because he knows that when he left AEW and he joined the WWE, he knew that he wasn't going to get you know uh, a a bullcrap deal. He knew that that this was going to be Vince McMahon's opportunity. To show everybody in AEW roster, hey, if you come over here, we're going to treat you right. And you're going to see Cody Rhodes as the heavyweight champion very, very soon. Like, it would not not surprise me if Cody Rhodes does not win the Money in the Bank match. So, well, that kind of – we're kind of in this whole thing. We're, <laughs> this is actually working out a lot better because this kind of works into our next – about Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins is going to headline Hell in the Cell. Um, yes. Is it a strong enough? Do you think it's strong enough to carry the mail? It's got to be the last time, though. It has to be like they've already wrestled each other twice. This has to be the third and last time because they they can't just keep wrestling each other. So so this match is probably going to be Cody Rhodes winning 
and then you know this feud's gonna be over with because I don't see how you know if they have another match, you know the fans are gonna be like, okay, this is the fourth time. We don't need to see Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins anymore. So I mean, is Cody Rhodes going to be the one that faces uh, Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? Is are we uh, is that what we're thinking? Because I think I think they're scheduling uh, at that UK pay per view. It's supposed to be uh, Roman and Drew. Um, headlining it does I mean, is he gonna is Roman even gonna defend the titles because it's been two pay-per-views and he hasn't defended the titles in the past two pay-per-views he was supposed to defend the title against uh drew mcintyre at uh the the last pay-per-view but somehow it got switched to a right. six-man tag right i, I, I just, wonder how that happened <laughs> i mean i just i i i don't, I don't know i get is cody going to be the one that eventually knocks Roman off of his throne. I mean, well, and from what I've heard, he actually is not uh, WD, W excuse me. WWE has absolutely no plans for Roman to even be on the card for hell in a cell or money in the bank, either one. Um, and I believe from one thing I read said that they had taken him off of all the advertising for it. Uh, for both pay-per-views. So I, I would say that for those two, no, you're not going to see him defend the title because they're saying he's not even going to be there. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't get where they're going. I, I don't get why they unified the titles. I don't get why they – I don't get where they've done a lot of things. I, I just – I can understand the unification a little bit, but – to unify him now and then have him staying <laughs> off of television, uh, that I don't understand. And and the Usos winning, I guess they're gonna they they'll probably I would assume they're gonna probably have a match with Riddle and Nakamura at the pay per view or something similar to that. Um, I, I it's kind of a mess. I don't again I don't know where the WWE is going. They're they're putting a lot of stake into. One, putting everything on Roman Reigns. Two, putting things on Cody Rhodes. But yes, after the, after Hell in the Cell, you have to split. You have to split Seth and Seth and Cody. They can't. They can't do a fourth match. This. The. I mean, especially since Cody has won both matches. I, I mean, it would be different. If it was one to one, and then the third match is the is the is is the uh, the the, the uh, deciding match. Cody's run both matches. Yeah, that that's getting old already. His his match. Um, this match of the last pay per view was better than the Mania match. Is this one going to be better? It's Hell in the Cell, so it's kind of gimmicky. Um, so I, I don't, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. I like, Co- I like pretty much everything. I don't like the net tat. That the net tat is just terrible. It's, it's, it's awful. So, but yeah, I don't think anybody likes the neck tattoo. I don't like. He could have had put that on his arm, on his back, anywhere, but. The side of the neck is just, I mean, you know, the Best of Talk podcast logo would be kind of cool with a neck tattoo, you know. Well, then we'll we'll, we'll leave that one on you, Joey. And and hold off on that, Joey, because if you haven't heard the news, uh, Renee actually announced, I can't remember if it was last week, week before, I think it was a couple weeks ago, he announced that at Show 400, 
he is going to unveil a brand new WrestleTalk podcast logo. Now, we will still be using the old logo, but they will be interchangeable logos. So, hmm. so you have to decide. You have to decide which one you want. Right. So, uh, I think we need to uh, wrap up this high spot segment because. Um, Joey had an interesting weekend. So did our uh, co-host Dick Douglas. Uh, I don't know which one you want to talk about first. You want to talk about Joey? You want to talk about uh, 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 Dick? Uh, or is it a jump ball right now? Let's just go with Dick first. Oh, okay. So uh, Dick Douglas was uh, wrestling up in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. He was... Uh, he jumped the Dynamo Pro D1 champion because the night before in Arnold, uh, CJ Shine did not defend the belt. He was part of a six-man tag. So I caught up with him afterwards, and he's like, "I'm going up to another promotion, and I'm going to put the I'm going to put uh, the title on the line because there are a couple of guys that re- wrestled or used to wrestle for Dynamo up there, and I'm going to put out an open challenge." So apparently, as CJ Shine was pulling into the uh, parking lot. Uh, and getting his bag out, uh, Dick Douglas decided to jump him, jump him, throw him into a uh, a shed, and um, unfortunately, Dick Douglas came up a bit short. So in in the match, according apparently it was because oh the referee was terrible and there were a bunch of lobbyists out there and booing him. So so Dick Douglas is not the Dynamo Pro D one champion. CJ Shine still is, but. Really jumping someone from behind? Why would you do that? DJ yeah. Sean, he deserved it, obviously. Like, he did Dick not Douglas, deserve it. Dick Douglas would not do something unless somebody absolutely, positively deserved it. And 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 even though I don't know anything about it, and I wasn't there. It does not surprise me that there was not some sort of a conspiracy against Dick Douglas. Yeah, to keep I, that, I have, to keep I have that title the, uh, off of him. I've seen the video, but the video I saw started where CJ was getting the stuff out of the back of his car. Now, that didn't show him arriving. So for all we know, he could have been there all day long and doing other things and just now getting stuff out of the back of the car. It didn't show previous disrespect that he has given Dick Douglas. You know, there's a lot of things that video doesn't show. He issued and, a challenge, and, and Dick you, Douglas you just, accepted it. You're just looking at the narrow picture there. I mean, he did he did offer the open challenge, but an open challenge that takes place in the ring, not not backstage, not back, out out back. I mean, I'm pretty knowing CJ Shine like I do. Um, I don't think that he would say anything bad about Dick Douglas. To be honest with you, that's just that. See, just, but he didn't say is it open challenge in the ring. He just said open challenge, like. That 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 could mean anything for open challenge during the show. That's that's what I take took from the interview. I don't know. Maybe I think. Uh, yeah, but see, there you're interjecting words because you're interjecting during the show. So, anyway, if, if you st- were nicer to these guys and looked from their point of view. Maybe they wouldn't be so hard on you. I don't want to look for anything from Dick Douglas's point of view. So well, there's your problem. So, so we also had uh, something apparently happened up in uh, WDWA this past weekend. Um, Absolutely. And uh, Joe, yeah, had, Joe, Joe is a referee up there. Um, we had uh, Tony Atlas 
uh, Tony, Tony Atlas, Atlas was, was in the. He was there. Yeah. I was. I was before I came on here. I was watching a video from a uh, from the uh, commissioner um, that saying apparently he suspended a few guys. He suspended. I'm sorry. I'm reading this, and it says Joe Lance really a traitor. T R A D E R. What am I trading, John? Well, apparently you're a traitor. According according to what I understand, you're apparently you're a traitor against the country. So the country that you say that you love, America, damn it. Um, so I will let Hoss explain this because he was at the show. I was not because it was in uh, West Virginia. So yeah, the, this Russian guy comes out and he's. Uh, interrupts the national anthem and has his anthem played and brings out big dudes and, and masks. And then, uh, you know, a- after he brings all these people out and we finally get through the national anthem, he, he starts saying that they want a match. Uh, a guy comes out and accepts the challenge. And uh, they beat him up outside the ring, throw him in the ring, and they refuse the referee that comes out because they say they have their own referee. And they have Joe come out wearing one of their shirts. Mm -hmm. So Joe is taking up for the Russians now. And... uh, and I just follow the money, my friend. I just follow. Your reference was called down the middle. Dick Douglas. Hey, I did. I called it down the middle the entire night. Dick Douglas has taught me well. Dick Douglas has taught me well. It's all about the money. Money is everything, and that's exactly what it is. Dick Douglas would not even go against his country. If the money you. was right, Dick Douglas would uh, do anything. I, I kind of agree with Joey here. If the money's right, Dick is Dick is Dick is following the money. So um, I don't know. I don't think he would go against his country for the money. Especially to the Russians of all people. I mean, and then there was something on. about the Iranians too. Yeah. Yeah. Later do. on in the night there uh-huh. was a match where an Iranian guy was in the match and uh the Russian came out with him and they had Joe ref that one. And, you know, he, he tries to say he called it down the I middle. I called that match right down the but, middle. It's not my fault that the Armenian guy kept kicking out. That's not my fault. Yeah, and, when you're when you're counting one, two. That's not my fault. Anybody could kick out when you're counting that slow. Hell, I could kick out when you're counting that slow. Right. I mean, I'm not the most athletic person in the entire world. So I, I just, man, man, I mean, this is, that's why you get tased for, honestly. That's why you probably, you probably deserve to get, to, you probably deserve to be suspended for a show. Yeah, you know what? I've never been threatened to be set on fire. But have I ever been set on fire yet? No. You've been threatened but, to be set on you, fire. You've, you actually, my friend, have been tased. And I know, and I know that because Hoss put up the video. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so, you know. And that wasn't <laughs> even my fault. But you know what, guys? <laughs> our, our first guest is in the uh, in the green room there. He He's waiting patiently to come on. And, you know, so I, I think we got better things to talk about than Joey. Yeah. Go. So, 
So let's go ahead and bring on our first guest. He's uh, been around the wrestling business for a long time, uh, wrestling in 40 states and in Mexico and in Canada. And here here next week, he's going to do a tour of Missouri for with Tri-States Wrestling. They're going to be in Mooresville, Bethany, St. Joe, and Macon with uh, wrestlers like Jeremy Wyatt and Miranda Gordy and a whole bunch of others. So please welcome in to the Wrestle Talk podcast, the one and only John E. Rock. Hello, how's it going? Johnny, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, sir? It's going well. It's going well. How are you guys doing? Good. So so let's talk a little bit about this uh, Tri-States Wrestling, this little tour, four-day tour that you're going on in the state of Missouri. Uh, like I said, you're going to be on the, the 8th, you'll be in Mooresville, the 9th in Bethany, and the 10th in St. Joe, and the 11th in Macon. What, what made you want to do this, like, little tour? Well, so... Uh... In the United States, besides the WWE, nobody has done a four-day tour in like 21, 22 years. The Funks did it back in like, I think it was 2001. And I don't think anybody else has done one since. Ring of Honor, AW, nobody's done one. So I was like, and when I was in Canada, we went on like 20, 30-day tour. The longest mm-hmm. I did was 26 days. Mm-hmm. There was nothing like it, like as a performer, like as a wrestler. It was real. You really learned how to wrestle. After <laughs> days, like back you know, to back like, to back to back. Days are like, all right, this is great. Then you're like, ow, I don't want to do this. And you're getting in the car, you're going six hours. So I really wanted to do a tour and like starting to help run events and stuff. I was like, let's do a tour. So that's what we're doing. We're trying it. See what happens. Hey, I mean, doesn't it doesn't hurt to try. Uh, the show in Mooresville is a is a. a Free will. It's actually a fundraiser show, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Um, it's a uh, free will donation sp- with a spaghetti supper in advance, like, and oh, wow. running just a couple miles from where I grew up. Like, I went to that community center all the time as a kid. So, it's actually really cool for me that I'll be wrestling where little five year old John walked when he was a kid. So, That's awesome. <laughs> and you, uh, you also, you also said that you have Miranda. Uh, also, was reading up on it. Miranda Gordy is going to be there for the last three events, I believe. I don't believe she's going to be in Moore's, Mooresville. No, she's not going to be at Mooresville, and she's not going to be at Macon. Uh, she'll okay. be there at Bethany and St. Joe. Uh, Niles Plonk will also be at, just at Bethany and St. Joe. And I, I know you got Jeremy Wyatt too. He's 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 one of the favorites of the Russell Talk podcast. And uh, yep, he'll be and, at the last three events. And uh, Donnie Pepper Cricket too, I believe. Yep, he'll be there Thursday and Friday. Um, for the four days, we'll have uh, Iceman. Like we'll be on all four. We'll have the Math Magician on all four. We'll have Anthony Bennett, who you might remember from the Cruiserweight Classic like six years ago. It's been a while, but he's mainly an East Coast guy. But he'll be there all four. We'll have Jake Hollister, the captain of the emo brigade <laughs> you want to call it like he's he'll be there all four events so franco varga the biggest wrestler ever will also be there all four shows so we've got a lot of talent like and not just the local midwest crew we have a lot of people from out of town now state that, that that's awesome it sounds it sounds like it's gonna be a great time joe uh, i'll let you uh, dip in here and uh, ask some questions of our guest johnny rock so um yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you've wrestled in over forty states. Like, what's it like to wrestle in like over forty states? Like, I'm a a referee, and like, like I've only been in in the tri-state, so I can only imagine what it's like to wrestle in like forty different states. 
Uh, so like the first thing is wrestling fans are the same, but they're different everywhere you go. So like mm -hmm. when you go somewhere, like when I started in Missouri, so the first time I went somewhere else, I went to Minnesota and the stuff that works on the Missouri crowd, it still works, but it didn't quite work in Minnesota. So you had to learn to adapt to your audience. Like, so a Minnesota crowd is very different than a Texas crowd. And a Texas crowd is a lot different than a Utah crowd, which is different than a California. So it really, it's after a while, it just, you know, gets back to that whole thing of like, oh, they're just wrestling fans, but it's very, very cool to, you walk in and you learn, you learn an ability to walk in and go, hey, what are they reacting to? What's going on tonight? How is this crowd? Like, so it's pretty cool. And that's where you kind of lean on the promoters too to be like, hey, what what works here? What's not going to work here? Or I mean, am I going to be able to say certain things and not get anyone mad at me? So, <laughs> am I going to get something thrown at me at a parking lot? Like, is there a forty-four ounce soda going to be yeeted at my car when I'm pulling <laughs> gas three miles outside of town after the show? I'm yeah. not saying that's happened, but I'm not saying it's not happened either. <laughs> yeah, it just well, hasn't happened yet. Well, Joe, <laughs> it's happened we, to a couple of wrestlers that I know. As we were talking about earlier, Joe Joey was a uh, tased or, or a couple weeks ago, so or a couple months ago at with his show for for being a referee and not doing what he's supposed to do. So so yes, so wrestlers and things do do a little bit uh, weird thing. So uh, who who trained you initially? So uh, I initially trained at the Harley Races School down in Eldon, Missouri. And the head trainers there at the time were uh, Leland Race and Simon Gotch. Uh, Simon, I, I'm more of a disciple of Simon Gotch than I am uh, like the Harley style, just because he was the one I adapted to the most, that technical, like just grab a body part, break it style. Mm -hmm. So I list him I as my primary trainer, but I trained at Harley Race Wrestling Academy. And then the, the Harley Race, Race Wrestling Academy, as you know, is still going strong down there. Um, yep. They moved. They moved to Troy, I believe. Uh, um, and Leland is still a part of it down there. Uh, I know he's got a couple others down there as well. So, yeah, they're they're still going strong down there. Yeah, they are. Like I was actually, I just trained for like a year, and then they moved to Troy, and I still trained there for an, about another year before I moved to Philadelphia, and I trained under Mike Quackenbush and a little bit at the Ring of Honor and little bit CZW. So because I had the belief of get as much training as you can, learn as much as you can from as many people as you can, because, you know, so a little bit of Monster Factory, a little bit of you know, Ring of Honor Dojo, just a little bit. I think I went there like 14, 15 times. So, yeah. And, and, and seminars, it, seminars are really big. I mean, the, the wrestlers, they come in, um, we'll have seminars. So uh, I know we're, we're, we're we might we might recently we were recently coming up soon for dynamo we're going to have uh Del delirious is coming in into town so uh i believe he's going to do a seminar for us uh so how important are the seminars to wrestlers uh i think they're very important it depends on the seminar like you're not going to learn everything to change your life in an hour of wrestling right. so it depends on where you are if you're brand new a seminar it depends on the seminar too like a rhino seminar is great for when you're breaking out but like a delirious seminar, I think about a year or two in is when it starts really becoming value. A Quackenbush seminar, he tones them to people. And all the really good wrestlers do. They go, hey, where's everybody at? Because I was at a Rhino seminar where everyone just did headlocks. Like, because that was over at Strictly Insane Pro mm -hmm. in uh, Indiana. But I've also done ones where he's a lot more advanced, a lot more hands-on with social media. So I think 
there's really, as long as the person's a reputable pro, you're not going to go wrong doing a seminar. But if you've done somebody's seminar like twice, usually the third time doesn't give you a lot. You know what I mean? Right. Like, how many, how many Al Snow seminars can you go to? Like five, six? Like, <laughs> I've done quite a few because I've been on a lot of shows with him, but. You know. Right. But, but, but sometimes it's, a, it's the same information regurgitated, just maybe in a, maybe in a different way. Yeah, I'd just go to their school at that point for a week or two and just be like, hey, I'm just going to come to your school for like two weeks instead of coming to another seminar. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Joey, uh, you want to jump in with some more questions? Sure. You know, so not only have you wrestled in, you know, the United States, but you've also wrestled in Mexico and Canada. So what's it like wrestling in like different countries, not just in different states, but in, in different countries? So Canada was actually really interesting because like, so I was on tours up there with a uh, Canadian wrestling elite, uh, Danny Duggan's company. So you would start in Winnipeg, you would go all the way over to like nearly British Columbia and then come all the way back near Toronto. So it was very different, but it was just like really North America for the most part. Everybody spoke English. Like it wasn't that hard. Like Again, fans are different and stuff, but it wasn't that you weren't feeling like you were out of your element, you know, just felt like North America. (laughs) Mexico, on the other hand, was very weird for me because I don't speak Spanish. (laughs) Uh, Like training, calling matches and all that stuff. I was just like I had to rely on instinct and just knowing what was next and just watching and memorizing just because there's no there's no moment of being able to talk to somebody and figure out what's going on. You have to go, oh. Um, that's what I'm supposed to do, and you just have to know. Did, did you no talking it out? Did you, did you have like a translator to help out? No, or? like I showed up. Like there was a couple people that spoke like some Spanglish, I guess you would call it, like very broken English. And I, I learned a little bit of Spanish, like for the two weeks I was down there. But it was very much of just you realized what they were talking about, and they realized what I was talking about. But it was. It was oh very my. difficult. Like, <laughs> life was difficult because, like, trying to go anywhere and get directions and stuff was hard. Like, I was just wandering around lost the whole time. So I just stayed by the arena for the most part down in Mexico City. Yeah, that's probably it's probably a pretty good idea, though, just in general down there in Mexico, you know. And, and don't drink the water, apparently. Don't, don't want to <laughs> drink. Make sure you have the make sure you have the bottled waters. So, uh, but yeah, um, we're talking right now with our guest, Johnny Rock. Uh, with Tri-States Wrestling, we're talking about his career. What's the best piece of advice you were ever given? Uh, I don't know if there was a best. Like, a lot of it was just, hey, one day, what I'm telling you right now may not make sense. But six months, a year from now, somebody else is going to say it. And you're going to, wow, that's great. And then you're going to come back and tell me about it. And I'm going to be like, I told you that already. (laughs) So much stuff sinks in. And, like, we all go through our phases of wrestling, like, of, oh, I'm going to do this. And then later on, you realize it's right or wrong or, I mean, all that stuff. What works for you? Because everybody has their own right and their own wrong. So I don't know if I have a best thing besides nobody makes it out of life alive. So have fun. Like, and, you know, there's always the traditional advice of don't don't step on too many people. Don't take it too seriously. Uh, The best one I got recently, though, was heat will eventually dissipate. So don't take it. Don't take it to heart. Like, you know, if you have heat, just let it dissipate. It'll be away eventually. So, but do you, do you have, do you have a favorite match that, that sticks out to you that like some, someone that you, you've worked, you, 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 you 
you know, specialty match or something like that. Oh, he's got a smile on his face. So he's got to answer this one. So uh, my, well, it's not the best match I've ever wrestled, but my favorite match of all time was I got to wrestle Simon Gotch uh, a couple months back up in Minnesota for North star pro. And that was my favorite match because he trained me. And then like right before he got signed to W well, he'd been signed. He just hadn't departed yet for NXT. And I was supposed to wrestle him down in Camden, Missouri for Harley races. It was supposed to be April 27th. And the match got switched the day of Ricky Steamboat was like, no, no, you're gonna wrestle the guy you wrestled last night, John Webb. So I didn't get to wrestle him. So April of this year, 10 years later, almost, it was nine years, actually, I finally got to wrestle him. So, like, because he trained me, because we spent so much time on that, like, it it's was kind of like, really, like a full circle thing, almost. Yeah, it was, I was giddy the whole time I was driving up there, like, it's an eight-hour drive, and I'm like, I can't wait to wrestle Simon Gotch. It was, <laughs> it was really cool, and, like, it wasn't the best match. The best match I've probably ever had was against Danny Duggan. Like, that was probably okay. the best match I've had. Um I've done some hardcore death matches, which were a lot of fun. Like they're, they're weird. Um, when you do death matches, cause you end up with thumbtacks and like rat traps on you and stuff. And it's different. Cause it's not, you get done. You're not like, Hey, what did we accomplish? You're like, uh, is there anything sticking in me right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm an, I'm an announcer here in the St. Louis area. Oh. And, and, um, and, uh, I, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago we had a match with, with thumbtacks in it. And, uh, and, I must have picked up a couple of thumbtacks in the bottom of my shoe because I was putting it on for the next show. The shoot my shoes on for the next show. I'm like, well, hey, there's two thumbtacks from the last show. So, <laughs> yeah. so, and it wasn't probably from the ring. It's probably just from you know around the ring because you know they sp- they spread everywhere and you know. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, wrestling a match with thumbtacks, and then the next show you put on your boots and you hear a clack on the floor and you're like, what's that? And you look and there's still three random thumbtacks. You're like, I thought I pulled them all out. <laughs> so you, you show yeah, up randomly. Yeah. But thumbtacks are probably a little easier to land on Legos because I've seen Legos used in a, a hardcore match. There's very few things I will say no to Legos is one of them. Legos, and, razor blades and pop cans. Yeah. The, 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 they were this, we had the small Legos and then we had those big block, that the that the really little kids use nope, so nope nope, nope yeah so nope, nope not doing it <laughs> Joe what's you got you got another question for our guest I do I do so uh, let's talk about Tri States Wrestling like what is Tri States Wrestling and how did it get started so Tri States Wrestling is brand new like this tour is the launch party of it um, it's a featherhead, like the tri-states rappers, like represents, well, one, it's an homage to the tri-state area back in, not only in the East coast, you know, like Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, but also it's an homage to Iowa, Kansas, and Missouri, like tri-states, three states. So it's kind of like that. It's also because there's three people really core involved in the company, like launching it and stuff. So the tri is like all of that together. And it comes from the idea of we want to run wrestling shows. And, like, it all comes down to you guys are around wrestling. You know, eventually people are like, well, I don't like how they're doing it. (coughs) You don't like how they're doing it? Do it yourself. So we're just tweaking it. The three of us are just tweaking wrestling to, like, what we want. Me, I like tours. I think tours are great because then you can bring in people from out of town. And if you do one show, flights are expensive. So you but if you're doing four shows, you can you can spread that cost over four shows. Yeah, so like a three hundred dollar flight suddenly becomes seventy five dollars a show. 
So like, it's not so bad when you break it down like that. And wrestlers are like, oh, well, you know, my rate's blank, but hey, I get four shows. Okay, I might work for a slightly discounted rate because then they can get more opportunities for because you're probably not wrestling anywhere Wednesday or Thursday night anyway. Right. So it gives you more opportunities there to sell merch. And also it's just, excuse me, it just comes down to a lot of combination of things. Like we're really excited to run shows. I want to run small No, I think we might have frozen a little bit. The population. Um, Bethany's like three thousand. St. Joe's a little bit bigger with seventy-three thousand, but Macon's like eight thousand. We're yeah. running smaller towns. We're not running Kansas City or St. Louis. We're targeting areas where people don't get a lot of entertainment. Like you get a random country music at the state fair, or not the state fair. Sorry, local fair. You might get one or two festivals, and that's about it. And past that you have to drive an hour so we're coming in we're bringing some entertainment we're doing a tour which like i said is that whole concept that came from me and the canada stuff because like there's a lot of logistics on it too but it's just it's fun to hang out for four days like you bond as a crew like four days together the guys that are on there for four days in a row at the end they're gonna have a friendship they didn't think they'd have like the ones that are on there for two or three like especially the people that join on like night three they're gonna go uh, I feel like outside of a click here, <laughs> right? Right, and and and, and you, you gotta kind of have a crew because you gotta have you gotta have someone to haul the ring. You gotta have someone to help set. You gotta have a ring crew to set up. You know, so it it, it you know, and it just it's 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 gonna be a big it's gonna be big uh undertaking, isn't it? Yeah, like we have a good solid crew, and I think it'll be like I'm really excited because. At the Mooresville show, like some of my family's helping out to do the spaghetti dinner because that was something I really wanted to do was a dinner beforehand. So families join in helping with that. That show, we've already had over 130 people say they're going to be there. And there's you don't have to register or sign up, right? Because free will donation, just show up as you are. So buzz from the community, we might have over 300 people, which is pretty cool for a first show for a company that's never right. ran before, you know, like especially... In this area, like the nearest town is big town is Chillicothe, and it's nine thousand people. Right. So, so, so you're bring, you're bringing something that they don't normally see because I mean you see you see the local you see local wrestling at like fair like the those little country festivals we have them here in the, the Illinois area. We have all the little towns have their firemen's picnics or their horse their their festivals that they have, and occasionally they'll bring in the wrestling as entertainment. But you know this this seems like it's a little bit different. Yeah, the uh, well, the closest wrestling's been to <coughs> me, like in Mooresville, is Bethany. I helped to run Pony Express, ran two shows in Bethany last year. And past that, I think 2015 was the closest show we had. We had uh, WLW up in Chillicothe back then. Mm-hmm. And New Breed might have came in 2016 or 2017. But it's been at least five years since wrestling was within like in 45, 50 minutes of here. So... And like you're talking about the small fairs and stuff, usually those are even done in bigger towns. Like, I mean, I think uh, sometimes Houston, Missouri has some fairs that has wrestling, but for the most part, everybody sticks to their certain towns. Nobody branches out to new ones. So that's kind of cool to go back to St. Joe, which, I mean, you guys know the history of St. Joe with wrestling. Right. Like that was a territory. So it'll be cool to be there. I don't think. Has the response been good on ticket sales and um, for the other three shows? Not counting the more since there's not a ticket ticket for that. Uh, look, well, the response has actually been the best for the Mooresville show. 
but I think that's because there's I live there, so I hear a lot about it. Um, St. Joe's had decent response. Macon's had a really good response. Like Derek Teeter's over there, and he's doing a really good job for us over there, like making sure everybody knows about it. So the only one that hasn't had a huge response yet is Bethany. But Bethany, the first show Pony Express did there, had sold eight tickets in advance, and we had 98 people. And then the second show sold 20 tickets in advance, and we had 130 people. So, like, Bethany's very much of a walk-up town. You don't hear any buzz about it, and you're like, well, this show's not going to have anybody. And then suddenly there's 100 people there. Yeah, so, there's, a, nice. there's, a li- there's a line out the door to get it. Get <laughs> Actually, so. in October, we had a line from the building all the way to the parking lot at 6 o'clock when we opened the – at 6.05, I think, when we opened doors. And I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> So, so sounds like it's going to be an interesting event. Uh, Joe, do you have any other final questions that you want to you want to ask ask our guests? I do not. I think that we've answered just about every, I, every question that we need to. Like, I think it's time to go to the shooting shop. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, we're going to give you a we're going to give you a, Hoss will come back in here and we got we got a theme song for this night. You, you might, you'll probably like you'll probably like this. Uh, but uh, we, we give you about fifteen or thirty seconds to a minute, maybe two, just. Say what's on your mind. Just let it let it all out. Just let it all out. But uh, first, we got let, let's hit that theme there, Hoss. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is full. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify it. Someone's head off. No human contact. If you interact, life's on contract. You best bets to stay away. <laughs> I don't know. You had the same reaction. I'm like, this is awesome and terrible at the same time. <laughs> it just made me happy. Like, I mean, like, what am I gonna do? Like, am I gonna be mad now? No. Uh, so, I'm- so uh, go ahead, go ahead. We'll give you the floor for about just a minute or so, and let's just let just let it out. You can talk. You can talk about Tri State Wrestling. You can talk about any, just anything that's bothering you. Uh, well, nothing's really bothering me, to be honest. I'm really happy because I'll say this. First of all, if you're in the area of Mooresville, St. Joe, Bethany, or Macon, obviously try to come to the shows. Check it out if you can. But past that, I'm really happy because this is a vision. Like my buddy Franco Vargan, I've been bouncing around for four years since we became friends on a Canadian tour to do our own tour. And it's just like right now it's all coming to fruition, you know, that like, why would I be upset or angry? Like, you know, or even stressed everything's in place. I got like two things to do before this tour happens. Um, the wrestling world's very abuzz right now. Like my buddy, I used to train with MJF back in the day. So I think it's cool that he's the highlight of the news and stuff. That's really cool for me to like cool. watch. Everybody just talks about Max and I'm like, that's awesome. So, so, so do you think that's a whole work? Is that a work or a shoot? What do you think? I honestly think it's a Pillman situation, to be honest with you. Like, it's a work for him, but I think it's a shoot for other people. But that's just my opinion. I don't, yeah. I haven't asked him about it. But like, it's one of those ones where I'm like, but isn't it so cool that we don't know? We have right. no idea what's going on. And that's awesome. Like, this is a day of age where you know what wrestlers stop and eat, what they're wearing, like where they work out. You know everything about everybody all the time. And you have no idea what he's thinking or what he's doing. Isn't right. that cool? It's like 1999 yeah. all over again. It, it, it just kind of like you, you would never know. Who, nowadays, it's big news that you know the contract ends and they're going to jump jump to the other 
back in the, back in the day, back in the Monday Night Wars days, you were just looking to see who's going to come out of the come out of the curtain. So yeah, I mean, you had no idea when a contract ended or anything. Like I mean, I know some people did because the dirt sheets were a thing, but your average Joe had no idea. Like the Scott Hall <laughs> or Kevin Nash's contract is in, or Benoit and Eddie Guerrero were going to jump. Like nobody knew that. Yeah. And like nowadays, we all knew Cody Rhodes coming out. Mainly, it was a great reaction. We knew CM Punk was coming back in that page. But we don't know what MJF's thinking. And so I think it bothers a lot of people because they're so used to knowing. And now they're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. It's kind of yeah. like he's found a way to get in everybody's brain. Kind of like I'll leave with this. When I hang Tri-State's wrestling posters, I put them off center. They're tilted. And the reason why is, you know, it bothers some people for things to be off center. So it lives in their brain for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, looks. yeah. So, so uh, we'll, we always end our interviews with uh, letting you give you a chance to uh, shout out all the social media information, what, what we need to know about all the events, uh, just uh, where we, where we can find you on Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So, so uh, on for tri-states wrestling, Facebook is really easy. It's at, or it's tri-states wrestling just as it's spelled behind me, like with no spaces in between. TriStatesWrestling.com also for event info and tickets. And then to follow me, just look up Frank Dunbar on Facebook and Twitter. It's at Frank Dunbar. Uh, or Dunbar Wrestles on Twitter. Dunbar underscore wrestles. So just if you want to give a follow, great. Like I really encourage you to try check out TriStates Wrestling. Like it's not much different than any other wrestling. I mean, how much can you change it? But it's a little bit. It's our vision. So be cool if you guys support it. You know, it, it'd be, it'd be, it, it's, I mean, if it's either going to work or it's not, I mean, you, you, you got, you got, you got to try it though. So yeah, we'll see. So, We're already planning next year's tour. So we'll see what happens. So, so that, that's, that's awesome. Well, Johnny, Rock, I want you to just make a promise that you'll be a friend of the, uh, friend of the Russell talk podcast and come back on some other time. Maybe we can talk about next for next year's tour. I promise. I'm not crossing my fingers. I promise I'll be there. <laughs> so, so, awesome. Uh, so awesome. Uh, Johnny Rock from uh, Tri-State Wrestling. He's got four shows. Uh, the 8th in Mooresville, Missouri. The 9th in Bethany. The 10th in St. Joe. And the 11th in Macon. Johnny Rock, thanks for coming on. And uh, have a good rest of the evening. And we will talk to you soon. Good luck. Take care. Peace. Awesome. Well, that was a that was a kind of a fun interview, don't you think? It was. It was a good interview. Yeah, bring back that tour concept. I mean, I know um, I've seen wrestlers say that, hey, I'm going up to Canada for 12 days and I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, wrestle, you know. And so I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it'll work out. So, so uh, well, I guess, uh, Joey, do you have anything that you want to shoot and shout before we end the segment? I do not actually. I, I actually don't. Last week, I'm I'm glad I wasn't on last week because I was pretty fired up last Tuesday because of what happened in the in in the news. Um, and there would have been some FCC violations. Well, I guess if we would have if we would be on, over the air, but uh, there would have been some uh, some exp uh, expletives uh, dumped out there. So, um, but I've calmed down since then. So, uh, uh, Hoss, you got anything that you want to say? Uh you know, my, my only shoot and shout is uh, referees that tend to not do things the way they should. You know, oh, uh, Joe, you're not gonna you're not gonna live this one down, are you? I don't care. It is what it is. 
That's all right. We all know eventually he's going to be tased or slammed through the ring or, you know, something bad is going to happen. We know it. And that's I, what think, we're I think a guitar for. shot would work pretty well. That could work. So, so, all right. Well, we're going to end this first hour of the Russell Talk podcast. I want to thank uh, Johnny Rock for coming on. We got another great guest coming on at uh, 8, 8.15-ish or so. Um and we'll have our game show challenge. I believe Hoss is going to bring in the uh, CEO of the FWWC, talk about the uh, pay-per-view challenge. Uh, me and Joe are going to – well, Joe might stick around. I'm going to step out for a second. I'm going to uh, get some get some more water, and uh, and we'll be back. We'll be back here in the second hour. Hoss, you want to take it on over? All right. So – Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome in the CEO of the FWWC, the one, the only, Mr. DeWan Mills. Man, how how does the man with the voice, Mr. Chris Rodell himself, take a piss break during my segment? if If you see me, if you can hear me, I love you, brother. You are my friend. We're boys. We're homies. You hooked me up with some ravioli all those years ago. I haven't thought about your gracious, your gracious and your niceness, man. When you come to Kansas City, I got you, bro. But it's all good. What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? What's up, dude? Hey, What's I'm, just, I'm just looking forward to uh, the release of this card here that you got. And uh-huh. just excited to find out who all is going to be at the pay-per-view. And looking <laughs> forward to it, you know. Well, here's the deal, man. I'm going to be short and sweet because I know you guys have got a time schedule. So here's the deal. This Sunday, FWWC Hell in a Cell goes down live in the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter page. Now, here's the deal about Hell in a Cell. There is a lot of things that we have to correct here in the FWWC. There's a lot of there's a lot of beef. There's a lot of back and forth. And this Sunday, we are going to regulate and get some things under control. So I'm going to announce the matches, but there is one match in particular that I'm going to have an explanation for, but in order to figure out my explanation, you got to tune in this Thursday at 7.30 to the FWWC tonight. So let's go through these short, basic matches that we're going to have this upcoming Sunday, shall we? All right. First match, obviously. We've been seeing the beef going down between El Luchador de KC, Battle Cat, and James the Brickwall Buckets. It's been crazy. It's been nuts. They have been having matches. Battlecats interfered, brick walls interfered. Here's the deal. The only way to settle this is one way inside a FWWC ring. But not only is this going to be a triple threat match between El Luchador de KC, Battlecat, and James Brickwall Buckus, this match is going to be for a number one contendership opportunity for the Spartans Heart Championship. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This Sunday, triple threat match, El Luchador de KC. Battlecat and James the Brickwall Buckets will face off in a triple threat match for a number one contendership spot for the Spartans Heart Championship. Pretty hot, pretty hot about that match. Them three guys deserve the shine that's going down. Second match. Now, on this particular pay-per-view, we have three, not one, not two, but three title matches going down. First title match. We've seen these guys go back and forth, but it's time to put up a shut-up. The Alpha, our current FWWC. Hybrid television champion will be defending this title against none other than Theory. And we know Theory and the Alpha have had, had a lot of back and forth in the past. They've had matches, but this Sunday, Theory has earned himself an opportunity at the FWWC Hybrid Television Championship. 
That match is going down this Sunday. Second title match. We've seen a lot of back and forth between this guy. Major, major shout out to Madman Joe on making a big impact coming back here in season 10 of the FWC. Because of his consistency, because of his hard work, because of what he's done, him and Cannibal Lecter are going to get down in the ring. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. One-on-one -on -one match. Cannibal Lecter will be defending his FWC European Championship against Madman Joe. Now, here's the deal. I've been hearing rumors. I've been hearing all the chatter that the Devil's Dynasty are going to be making an appearance or possibly might be at ringside with Cannibal Lecter. I've also been hearing rumors that Prophets of Madness, the other half of Prophets of Madness, uh, the Bishop, will be also at ringside. I don't know anything yet. All I know that this match is going to be nuts. And last but not least, the main event, the big match, the one that everybody came to see, it will be Jimmy Rattlesnake, one member of La Familia, or should I say a member of La Familia, defending his championship against another member of La Familia, none other than Marcus Mayhem for the FWWC Hardcore Championship. We've seen this back and forth for months now, but like I said before, it's time to put up or shut up. Jimmy Rattlesnake defends his title against Marcus Mayhem for the FWWC Hardcore Championship. Let me run back to this card real quick before I give you the last one that I've been working and ponder on. Once again, it will be a triple threat, a triple threat match. It will be El Luchador de KC versus Battlecat versus James the Brickwall Buckus. Triple threat match, number one contendership for the FWC Spartans Hard Championship. We will also see Theory going against none other than the Alpha for the FWWC Hybrid Television Championship. We will see Cannibal Lecter defending his FWWC European Championship against Madman Joe. And last but not least, the main event, it will be Marcus Mayhem going against Jimmy Rattlesnake for the FWWC Hardcore title. Now, I'm only going to name the participants of this last match is going down. We have these title matches, number one contendership match. This next match, I am not going to explain why it is booked until this Thursday night at 7.30 on the FWWC tonight. You'll get the link. You'll understand it. But I believe that this match that I'm about to announce right now is going to ruffle some feathers. It's going to shake some heads. But damn it, things have to be done. And the theme of this match, ladies and gentlemen, the theme of this match is do it yourself slash why can't we be friends? You remember the old school cartoons, the old school rock and bullwinkles that the title was like two different things? You know, same deal. The theme for this match is do it yourself or why can't we be friends? It is a three on three tag team match. Three participants on one side, three participants on the other side. And those participants in this match, team one will consist of Ace, one member of the Assassin Syndicate, making names in this group. Lucky, Lucha, Lucha Lucky, whatever he wants to call himself, making his epic return in the FWC. And last but not least, I know this is supposed to be a surprise, but Card is subject to change. Remy Ricks. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ace, Lucky Lucha, and Remy Ricks will be representing Team One in this do-it-yourself or why-we-can't-be-friends match. So who are the other three participants? Well, this is what's going to blow your mind, and I'm going to end the show on this one. If you need my explanation, 
Tune in this Thursday at 7.30 to the FWC tonight. Hoss Mafia. Now, you're saying that's only Sister Hoss and Hardcore Hoss. There has to be a third guy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that third man will be none other than our FWWC World Heavyweight Champion, Luke Justice. That's right, folks. Why the hell is this happening in hell in the cell? This makes no sense. Them guys just got out of jail. What the hell are you doing, CEO? Trust me. Tune in this Thursday. You're going to find out. Once again, Remy Ricks, Lucky Lucha, and Ace, Team One versus Hoss Mafia, and RFWWC Heavyweight Champion, Luke Justice. Again, the name of this match, do it yourself or why we can't be friends. Hoss, I know that might be a shock to you, baby, but you want to know what the hell's going on in this brain? You got to tune in Thursday, dog. That's all I got. My time is up. I got to go. Well, all right. Well, that's uh, that's an interesting card there, but that surprises me on that last match. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't know anything about it, but uh, mm, interesting. Yeah, Luke Justice and I, we've been going back and forth, back and forth. So now they expect us to work together. He he he's uh he just said he yeah um he's not happy about it in the chat. I just want you to know. I just I know you see it. He's He's saying some things about you and uh, uh, Susie. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, is Joey back? Is Joey back yet, too? So we can get on with the second hour of the uh, episode 397 of the Russ Talk podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, yeah, uh, Joey is not back yet. Uh, at least his camera is not back on. So, but uh, that's okay. We can, uh, yeah, we can talk. We can talk about some things. Um, I know. Uh, I I know. Don't know if you saw it, but apparently Matt Cardona at the last GCW show he tore his bicep, so it looks like he's going to be out for a little bit. So um, it's it's going to be interesting. We got our guests in the second hour is uh, going to be the Gov DD Dim Dome. Um, he is actually backstage is right now. Backstage. So. Oh wow. He's. I knew we were having a little problem getting him the Streamyard link. So, but but we got it. We got it. technical gremlins always happen. That's what happens when you're alive. So, uh, do you want to go ahead and bring on our our second guest, or do we want to talk about the sponsors first? Um, let's go ahead and run through the sponsors. Give uh give Joe a chance, and then uh, right after that, you can go ahead and bring in our uh, our guest. Awesome, awesome. Let's throw those sponsors because we would be nowhere without the uh, sponsors of the Rest of Talk podcast. Uh, Everything Combat, King Cade Arcade, Esports Bar KC, Interstate Seventy Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation. We just saw Dwan there. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Carp for I Seventy Sports Media, Painter's Dream Productions. They help with our website. Rathbun Engraving with those beautiful Russell Talk podcast mugs. Me Fiesta KC Rentals, Noblemen's Barber Lounge, KC Missouri. Asked for Pete the Barber. And then, just as you heard, the world famous FWWC, which is the greatest uh, fantasy wrestling known to man. So, uh, sounds like uh, sounds like you got a big uh, pay per view coming up with with the FWWC. So, uh, there's Joey back. Welcome back, Joe. Did you hear? Some of, did you hear some of the things? Apparently, uh, Haas and uh, Susie are going to be a. Uh, um, and Sister Haas are going to be teaming up with Luke Justice at uh, at the pay per view. 
I did not hear that. I was using the restroom, so I did yeah. not hear that. Uh, yeah, it's, it, apparently this is something that's going on in the CEO's mind, and uh, Lord, know, Lord knows what he's gonna what he's gonna think, and I don't think Koss is too happy about it. Uh, uh, yeah, you, I've seen the uh, things that Hoss has said about uh, Luke Justice, so yeah, that's gonna be interesting. And you did hear that uh, CEO had a bone to pick with you, Mister Rodell. Why? What I do? I'm, I'm innocent. He said, why did the voice decide to take a pee break when he comes on and you just up and leave? And See, uh, see there's Chris always always getting heat, always getting the heat. I don't know. There, there's something with hit with Dewan from a while ago. So we're, we'll just we'll, – I think something happened when we first – I don't know. Maybe he didn't get enough toasted ravioli when he came into town. So Well, he uh, did say that you were his boy and he would take care of you when you came to town. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But we'll, we'll take we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that, you know. So, uh, all yeah. right. Well, go all ahead. Right, well, let's, let's go ahead and uh, – and you – can go ahead and bring our guest in here. He's sitting there waiting patiently, and we want to be respectful of his time. All right, let's bring in a manager uh, that works in the Kansas City area. Has been around for a while. His name is the Guff DD Demidome. I hope I got that name right. I should have. I should have uh, f- figured out how he's trying to pronounce it right. But he is uh, backstage, so let's bring him on right now. He's going to be wrestling the or going to be on the show in Lawrence, Kansas. And then another one in Larned, Kansas. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Guff, Dee Dee Dimidome. Well, if you weren't awake now, you are now, sir. Welcome to the Wrestle Podcast. I hope I got your. La- I really hope I did pronounce your last name correctly. If I did, if I didn't, I apologize. It happens. It's okay. So, so uh, welcome, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Uh, let's just talk about. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Where did you okay. get start? Where did you get things started? What What got you into this? I know you're a manager. Did you Did you also train to be a wrestler or what? Uh, well, I started thinking about this since I was seven. Uh, me and a buddy, the name is Sikorsky, and something I've been wanting to do since I was a kid. So I reach out to KCXW. Um, the promoter's name is the Smooth David Kaplan, and they got some great talent, and that was five years ago. And I'm like, you know, this is what I want to do, and let's do it. And I've been doing it ever since then. That, that's all. That's awesome. I mean, sometimes you gotta chase your dream down. Or, yeah. You know? um, uh, I I see. I was I was looking through some of your shows that you got coming up in Lawrence, Kansas. You're gonna be part of PIW. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, the eleventh. Uh, you want to talk about what you're looking forward to on that show? You know, PIW. It's a new company. Um, they are trying to build the building blocks. They got so much potential. And you know what I'm trying to do is just um, inspire people, give the fans the best show in Lawrence and Kansas City, you know. So, so what is your? You said you were a longtime fan. What is your first wrestling memory that you can remember? Uh, I always like to hear what what because my first thing I really remember is watching the VHS tape of Hogan and Andre. But uh, what what's your first wrestling memory that you that really stuck out to you? 
You know, I have to say the Montreal Screwjob with Shawn Michaels and Brett the Hitman Hart. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Joey, I'll let you uh, ask a couple questions. Uh, sure, absolutely. So, What's up, Joey? What's up? So as I was reading through the uh, bio, um, I, I see that you have a pretty funny story involving Juno Granger and Hype Man Pinky. Yes. Casket match. Yeah. Can you tell us about this this match? Well, you know, me and Juno Ranger and Hype Man Pinky, we go me and Juno, we trained together. Um, I knew Hype Man Pinky through Juno. And we were doing a show at the Ariad Event Center off sixty Thor Street and East Traffic Way in Kansas City, Kansas. Missouri, sorry, Kansas City, Missouri. And we're in back, and Juno decides to steal my gear. <laughs> and I and Pinky did. And I'm looking backstage, and I'm like, what the heck happened to my stuff? So the staff tells me, hey, Demodome, they got your stuff out there, and they have it on. So people are thinking that's me, but it's not. It's Juno and Hype Man Pinky still uh -huh. at backstage. <laughs> So yeah, never never leave your gear bag un unattended. I guess that's I yeah. Guess that's the, I, I guess that's the uh, ultimate. Uh, so uh, uh, go ahead, Joey. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. So one of the wrestlers that you manage is the guy that we've had on the podcast multiple times, and that is the one and only Jay Savage. I love what, Jay Savage. What is it like managing Jay Savage? He has so much hype. When he comes out, he loves to fight, and the people get so much into it. And that makes you, as a manager, want to get into it, too. Because they are on the left side screaming, they are on the right side screaming, and they are so loud. Savage has that personality <laughs> that he's one of a kind, and nobody else has that. In KCXW, he knows how to get the best out of the fans. That's yeah. I mean, it, it, you you gotta have. I mean, it's good. It's good to be good in the ring and everything, but you gotta have that charisma, you know. Oh yeah, you know, with, with just the just where it just like oozes off of you and like you know. I, I mean, we we got several wrestlers that are like that up here in the St. St. Louis area. Um, do you just work in the Kansas City area, or have you have have you done some traveling? Um, I went to Newbreed once. Um, it was Macon, Missouri. Um, I went to XWE, uh, Billy Simmons promotion. A great people. Um, WWX, uh, Flex Reed. Great, great promoter. Um, but I mainly been PIW and KCXW. Yeah, so so you're in that area. So I, I'm sure you've ran into our co-host, uh, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, and uh, also uh, Sunny Money Mayo, probably plenty yeah. of times up in that Kansas City area. So oh yeah, yeah. They, they like to cause they like to cause trouble up in that area. Uh, I don't know. I know some people backstage that like to do it a little bit more. <laughs> I'm not gonna say names, but. <laughs> We're we're not going to call anybody out right yeah. now. So. We can't talk about that. What happens backstage stays behind stage. So. Right, that, that that is true. So, um, 
what is uh, I, I like to ask this question. What is the best piece of advice you've given and been given in the wrestling business so far? I was given advice by JC Thunler. Uh, just have fun, you know, just have fun and go out and have a good time. Um, also, Derek Stone, he said ah. the same thing to me. And um, Bob Evans, um, he said, you know, you're going to have goosebumps going out there, but over time you learn to control that. So just have fun. You know, it's all about having fun doing what you love to do. Nah, Derek Stone. Yeah. That, that, that's a name. That's a name that brings me back. I'm sure. I'm sure you could sit under Derek Stone's learning tree and learn a whole bunch because uh, I remember uh, when he when he was he's been he's been around for a long time. He he definitely is a grizzled old veteran if you would think about it, right? Yes, he is. But but he's still but he's still going. He 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 shouldn't he shouldn't be going at you know he he should slow down, but he doesn't. He he's no. all over he's all over the country. But yeah, Derek Derek Stone's a Derek Stone's a great guy. And you know, Derek taught me a lot about how to be a manager. So thank you, Derek Stone, for pushing me to be out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean he's 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 uh taught a whole bunch of people. So oh yeah. Yeah. Uh Joey, you wanna go go ahead and go? Sure, absolutely. So one of your your slogan is "I'll make you famous." Yes. How did you come up with that that slogan, and what does that actually mean? Well, I love the the young guns. You know, G Jesse James, that's big in Missouri. Jesse James, the famous outlaw, the mm -hmm. game. You know what they did. It was a good thing, but it's still history, and. In the movie, Jesse James, Billy the Kid, sorry, not Jesse, but Billy the Kid says, I'll make you famous. And I basically, I didn't steal it, but I thought maybe I could add that into my gimmick. And that's yeah. basically where I got it from, Billy the Kid. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's definitely a... A, a good slogan. So I got to ask you, what is your fav favorite match that you've been a manager in? You know, there's been some funny matches and there's been some embarrassing moments. Um, I would have to say Jay Savage against Hall Luck, Howard Rogers. And we were able to have the fans repeat what I was saying on each side. So as I was pouring in, they were saying, Hall luck sucks. I, I point to the other side. They say the same thing. And we did it for five minutes, it felt like. And they were just copying me on each side. And Hall luck, he's getting so mad. And that was probably one of the, the best matches. Awesome. Uh, Chris, so uh, what was yours? So, um, I know we talked about your early, your, your being a big fan of uh, wrestling. Uh, uh, I just my brain has just shut down for a second. Um, what what are you looking to accomplish? Are you are you looking what 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 do you want to get out of this wrestling business? Is it just you know, you know, the main thing is 
I want to get out. There's so much evil. You know, we need to stop believing in ourselves. If you have a dream, go for it. You might talk different. You might have a disability. But let's not have that stop you from chasing. You might have to sacrifice. You might have to give up some stuff. You might have to work harder. But if you believe it and you know in your heart that's what you're supposed to do, you could do it. So just because you have a disability and you think you can't do it, you can do it. So forget saying can't, just do it. Yeah, just, just you know, because you're, you're not going to get anything by just uh, sitting on the sidelines. You're, you're, no. you're yeah, you, no matter, no matter what, go for it. Yeah, I mean, you could watch it, but <clears throat> why dream about it when you could do it? You know, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So do you, do you do you enjoy going to other shows just to sit and just to, that you're not that you're not a part of that you just sit there back and just you know watch what other people do to kind of maybe get some inspiration. You know, I do. Um, but my inspiration it's um it's God, and it's the people who are the boys in the locker room. You know, the way we piss each other, we don't give up on each other. And, you know, it's like a big, giant family. So, um, that's my inspiration, you the know. Lo the locker room is a great place because yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been in some good locker rooms. I've been in some not-so-good locker rooms. Yeah. But, but luckily, I've, I've weaned those people out, you know, weed those guys out. But, but I, I work for some pretty good places. So Yeah. Uh, Joey, go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, as I was reading through your bio, it says that, that you fell in love with the form of sports entertainment in the second grade, and that your classmate and you both had the same passion, and now you both work at the same exact company. What yeah. what wrestler is that that you uh, went to school with? Um, the Marksman. Okay. Yeah, we've been friends since we were seven. Same town, wow. same elementary school, same passion. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and now we're working for the same company doing what we love to do. Absolutely. So, if there, was, so if there was any advice that you could give anybody that wanted to get into the professional investing business, what would be that advice? You know, stay humble. Um, you know, those people out there that you can reach out to that can help you. You know, the most important thing, it's to build that connection. Um, just be humble. When you go to a new place, don't be rude. Don't be disrespectful. But say thank you because they don't have to have you there in the locker room. But be, be grateful. And, you know, just don't forget to shake their hand and let them know I appreciate it. And, and and when you, you leave, know? It, yeah, and when you and when you leave, shake their hand again. Say thank you for thank you yeah. for letting me be a part of your show. Um, it, let me know if you can if we can help out any other way as possible. You know. Yeah, I mean it, that that's that that kind of uh that kind of that kind of thing 
seems to be a lost art at times. You know, people come in uh, and want to, you know, paying their dues is like, okay, let's put up. You, do you need help putting up the ring? Do you need help yeah. putting up the chairs? Do you need what? What do you what do you need from me before the show? So, yeah, you have to do it. I mean, yeah, and and after the show too. Yeah, you just can't skip and not do your work. I mean, you still have to do it until it's done. You know, I, I mean, there's an occasional that something's going to come up that you have to leave right away. Yeah, or, you know, but but if you're if you're part of a show, stay as long as you can. You yeah. know, the the promoters will notice that too. So oh, that, they do. And and they'll and they'll be they'll be happy to bring you in. Joey's a ref up in the West Virginia area, um, so. So that that's what his and I'm an announcer over in the St. Louis area. So it's just going into different places. Uh, you just you got to be respectful. That's, yeah, that's, that, that's that's the main word. Respect. Yeah. Is there someone that you want to work with that you haven't had a chance to work with yet? I would love to learn from Jimmy Hart. Um, the mouth from the south. Um, I loved watching him growing up. He was so loud. And he was always on top of this game, always. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and he's still around. He still floats. Yeah. In. He still floats in from time to time. And we go back to putting up, uh, putting up chairs and everything. I, I saw a picture of him. At, he was at a recent show, and he was uh, putting chairs out for the for the event. So, he, so if Jimmy Hart can still do it, you're you you can still you can do it. So. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you just can't give up. I mean, Jimmy Hart, I think he's Ocean 70s. Isn't mm -hmm. Jimmy Hart 70 something? Something like, yeah, he's. And he's still doing it. You know, he looks healthy and he hasn't lost a touch. No, he's still got, he's still got that megaphone. So. Oh, I love that megaphone. <laughs> I love that megaphone. Yeah, he, he definitely earned his hall, earns his Hall of Fame spot. So oh yeah, definitely. Him uh, and Jim Cornette and you know Paul Heyman and Yeah, and, Slick. Who who do you model your man do you model your managing style behind a certain uh rest or um manager or is it just kind of you or are you like me you kind of pull from as being an announcer i kind of pull from howard finkel and justin roberts and and uh david pinzer although all those guys i kind of pull a little bit um but do you do you follow one style you know the tennessee stud mm. he had the, the hat all white and he just something about him that he knew what he was doing, his attitude, how he carried himself. So between him and um, Jimmy Hart, those are the two that I model myself that for. That, that's awesome. Joey, you want to, you got any final things you want to talk to? I do. Uh, I do. I have at least one more uh, question. And one, one, one of my, my last questions is, at the end of the day, what do you hope that the fans get out of going to one of a wrestling shows that has you in the uh, show? What do you hope that the fans get out of it at the end of the night? Um, I could get plenty of photos. Um, you know, just come up to me. Let's have a conversation. Um, you know, and I'm more just um, for the fans. Like the kids, it's all about the kids. 
because those kids, if you can make an impression in their eyes, 20 years from now, they'll be like, if they have a kid, they'll be like, hey, I remember that guy 20 years from now. He shook my hand. He gave me the best advice ever. And that's something I want to be a part of. You know, it's all about the kids. Mm -hmm. For some presence and just being an inspiration. You and, know? That's, and that's the thing about the independent shows is because, I mean, everyone's, you know, a, a, uh, with the WWE, AEW, with their production values and stuff like that. But it's the independent shows, you know, you get right up close to them. The wrestlers, oh, will yeah. come out, the wrestlers will come out during the intermission. They'll they'll hang out with you after the show get, or, and, and take pictures and sign autographs and just be real people and make wrestling fans for life. I, that's yeah. why that's why, you know, would rather give my money sometimes to an independent show than to the WWE or AEW. Well, I think the independent show, it's more, it's a stepping stone to get to AEW and WWE. That's what we all want to do. But I think it's a stepping stone that you have to go through. I mean, don't be afraid to take photos. Don't make the fans pay for um, the photos. You know, there's a time and a place for that. When you get to AEW, WWE, yeah, charge them for the photos. But when you're not at that level, <coughs> you know, it's all about the merchandise. Yes. You know? And should always, you should always have shirts to sell. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean and, and you should be refreshing those shirts every every so often. So, yeah, every year or at least. I yeah, mean. And, and you can and you can make and people are like, oh well, it's too expensive to print shirts. I'm like, well, you know, I know plenty of people in the business that make money, you know, oh, yeah. selling, selling shirts. So, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's crazy when people say they can't make money on merch. I mean, and if you have a gimmick, if you have a certain gimmick, maybe have something that's similar to that gimmick. Like, yeah. you know, like little, like, you know, I know more one guy, he sells like Mexican flags. So, um, and, okay. Yeah. So just this, that, that kind of stuff. You just, you can make money in this. So, uh, Joey, you got a final question? Um, that was my final question. That was your final question. Unless you have some more questions, Luke. I, I do not personally have any more questions. Uh, I, I, is there anything else that you just want to say about uh, upcoming events that you have coming up? But uh, don't go anywhere because we got we got something for you here in a second. So okay, uh, yeah. So uh, um, tell us about where you're going to be on the 11th in Lawrence and on the 18th. And I guess that's Larned, Kansas. Lord Ned. Yeah. Lord Ned. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm from the St. Louis area. I don't yeah. know the whole Kansas city, the Kansas area very well. I have the same issue. Um, they had to correct me about <laughs> that. So that's, that's one thing that they don't mess around with. Mispronouncing mispronouncing a town name, that, that's enough to get you run out of town. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I'm going to be in Lawrence the 11th of June at Collect the Rama uh, for PIW. We're doing a show. I have it wrote down. Um, it's August the 20th in Lawrence. Um PIW, it stands for Premier Independent Wrestling. Um, 
the proto name. It's um, Jason Mortiz. Um, yes, yeah. yes, I know. Deke Hansen, he runs it too. Um, also, I do tapings for KCXW. We do them every month. It's on a Sunday. So they have a website. It's, well, they don't have their website now, but you're more than welcome to look it up on YouTube. You have to sus subscribe. But it's Saturday Slam KCXW to see the newest episodes. Awesome. Um, also, a little thing. Um, I'm going to be at WWX on the 18th, June 18th, with um, the Wrecking Ball, Mason. And nice. he works for KCXW. So we're going to be going down there with Smash Mouth. He'll be there, uh, Bobby West, um, Collect the Clown. So um, make sure you keep in touch. I have a fan page, um, the Death D, D Demodome on Facebook. Um, add me as a fan or accept that. Um, also, if you want to chat with me, I'll try to chat with you as much as possible. Um other than that, you know, I'm not done yet. I got a lot more to do. And hopefully in 20 years, I'll be in the Missouri Athletic Hall of Fame or maybe um, win a KC People Choice Best Awards. It sounds, like, so. it, sounds like it sounds like you're trying to take over the Kansas area is what it sounds like to me. Right, Joe? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, all right. Well, before we let you go, uh, we have this thing that we do every week here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, and uh, we would like you to participate against our uh, my 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 co-host here, Nightmare Jones. I'm going to tell you, Nightmare has a little bit to to make up for because last time we did an interview with the Snitch. Um, okay. He he uh went he he was blanked oh for three and threw a hissy fit and just left the chat after it so so he has to make up for it so uh would you be willing to participate in this week's Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge? You know I'm up for it. I might what? suck, but I'm up for it. I'll you try. Won't be, you won't be any worse than Joey. So Joey, okay. are you are you willing to do it? You you, you good? Uh, you know uh, absolutely. Let's do this. All right, All right. let's go, Joe. Hoss, hit that music. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge uh, promote is our our guest versus Nightmare Jones. It is, it, the tonight's uh, hold on, let me. Tonight's contest is scheduled for two out of three falls. The guests are the Guff DD Dimidome and the Wrestle Talk OG of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Nightmare Jones. I'm going to ask a qu few questions about a certain wrestling topic. When you know the answer. Shout it out. Hoss will be the judge if, if there's a tie. And uh, Hoss always oh, – uh, uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> tonight's 
Are, are you so? Let me ask you guys. Are you guys ready? Give me just shout. Yes, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Tonight, tonight's um, category is Hell in a Cell. As we lead up to Hell in a Cell this Saturday on the Peacock Network, I will give information about three wrestlers who have competed in Hell in a Cell matches. Like I said, when you know the answer, shout it out. All right, Guff, are you ready? Yes. Nightmare, are you ready? Let's do this. All right. Question one. This WWE Hall of Famer and accomplished author had to retire after losing a Hell in a Cell match to Triple H at No Way Out in 2000. Name him. Mick Mick Foley. That is correct. Was that Guff? That was Guff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Shocker. Anyway, um, so we are one. The Guff, DD Dimidome is up one and nothing on on the nightmare. So this is turning into a nightmare for Joey. So, so question two, this professional wrestler is a WWE and TNA hall of famer. He won a six man hell in a cell match at Armageddon 2000. It's true. It's true. Dang it. Who Hoss? Who was that? I'm on the other screen, so I can't tell who said it. Unfortunately, so. I heard Joey. Uh, yeah, it was Joey. Yeah. It was Joey. All right, we are, we are tied it up. This is going to be the deciding fall. H A or D D? Are you ready? Yep. Let's go. Nightmare. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Question three: This, this WWE Hall of Famer won the last Hell in a Cell match against Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel in October of 2021. Presently, he is the leader of the Judgment Day. Name him. Edge. Oh, crap. I think that's it. Hoss, who was it? I, as I said, I'm on the other screen, so I can't I can't see. No, oh, you're, you're muted, Hoss. I can't. I think it was Joey. Yeah, Joey said Look at that, Joe Nightmare Nightmare Jones wins one for the Russell Talk podcast. Hit that Good music. Job. Hit that music. Goodness. Oh, well, well, Guff DD Dimidome, I'm so happy that you came on the podcast tonight. Just make a make it a point to uh check him out. Um go ahead and shout out your social medias and everything once again, just so people know where to find you at. Okay. Um, you can look up my images on Google, just type in the Guff DD Dimidome. Also, Facebook, I have a fan page. Um, just type in the same thing, the Gut D D Demodome, and I'll add you as a friend. Um, it doesn't cost anything. It's not about the money. It's about the kids being an inspiration, being humble, and giving back. So awesome, awesome. Didi, it has been such a great time talking to you. Um, just make us a make us a promise that uh, that you'll come back on the Wrestle Talk podcast and we can talk more about what's going on in the wrestling business and uh, and uh, just you are now officially part of the Wrestle Talk podcast family. 
Well, thank you. And, and, thank and, you when all. You're, and when you're at a show and you see Sonny Money or the Night All Renee Martinez, just give them a little extra trouble. They deserve they deserve it. So I'll see what I can do for you. All right. Thank <laughs> you very much. That is the guff DD Dimidome. He's going to make you famous. Thanks for coming on the WrestleTalk Podcast. Have a good evening, sir. God bless you guys. Thank you. Peace. Good. Thanks for coming on. Man, I tell you, we've uh, had some pretty good guests. Uh, Joey actually won one. He didn't get swept like he did the last time. I'm, I'm, I'm semi impressed with that. So, yeah, you know what? I'm okay with losing because I lost to the snitch. So I'm okay with that. That's so, you, so, so did you? So did you throw that competition that time? Was that? Is that I what mean, happened? I mean, I mean, we already there know. There is that. no proof to that show. There, there is no proof or evidence to to that we, show. We already know that you slow count certain people. We know that you. You're, I don't that, know what you're talking about. I would yeah. never slow count. I, I, that is is questioning my integrity as a referee. So, Hoss, do you slow count? Do you slow count? If he had counted any slower, he'd have been counting backwards. I mean, it might have been a slow count to Haas, but it might not have been a slow count to everybody else. Like, maybe Haas's brain doesn't comprehend things as fast as everybody else does. Maybe in real life it was one, two, three, but in Haas's brain it was, you know... Is there a video of this that I can see? Where, where can I find video of this? Because I will be the I can be the arbiter of this. Oh, it, it, I call it will be on uh, it will be on WDWA's Facebook page. I don't know that it's there yet, but I know it will be there. They they put all their matches up, so you you can see it for yourself. Because you know if you know there's one thing about me, I am always down the middle. I I treat everyone the same. So I mean, people don't treat me the same, but. You know, it's the price you pay for fame. I, I mean, guess. every time that, that the guy tried to cheat, I was right there, you know, telling him to break it up, you know, telling him to break it up, you know, giving him the, the account, you know. So did you fast count th- the other guy? Did he fast no, count the I other guy? No, I counted the same the same time, the same kind, the same. No. The same think... one. It was one. Two, three, four, uh, right down the middle. I don't know what you're talking about. So, so by you counting, but by Haas saying that you count fast, so what does that say? Does he process things faster now? I mean, I don't know. See, look, we even have the voice of WDWA saying that he can vouch for me that I was just doing my job. Travis, I don't know what you were looking at, but that 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 ain't, that, that, ain't that 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 ain't it, huh? I mean. I gotta come up. I, one of these times, I need. I need to. Besides going to Kansas City to see Renee and Sonny, I need to come up to uh, come up to West Virginia. You I think. I, I think West Virginia needs a little bit of big sexy in them. And and you definitely should. And and are, are we are we already making plans to be at the next celeb fest up there? Um, I don't know if we're gonna make the one in October. I know Joey has something to do that day. Yeah, that's yeah, um, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but. Uh, I, I may try to go. I haven't uh, quite decided yet, but definitely the one after we would have to uh, we'd have to try to make if we don't make yeah. this one. But I, I may still try to go to the one in October and see what happens. It won't October. be as hot. It was so hot at the last one. Oh, oh we almost <laughs> melted. 
<laughs> I think I lost 10 pounds. What what's the weather like up there? Because we've been getting I know we, we we ran into a heat wave here in the St. Louis area recently. In the summertime it's hot, in the wintertime it's cold. So <laughs> So it's that's kind of the same here, you know. I mean, but but you guys seem to be killing it up there in the West Virginia area. Um even no matter what Joey's as a as a trader by coming out with the Russians and the, uh, the Iranian. So, I mean, we just, we just, you know, so, uh, all right. So uh, one more thing before, I guess, before we go, I, let's throw up those sponsors one more time, because like I said, we wouldn't be at episode 397 uh, without, without these great sponsors. I think, and they deserve, they deserve another mention before we go. So can you, can you throw those up there? Everything combat King Kate arcade Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media. Shout out to Jeremy Carp. He's actually in, uh, I believe he's in Tennessee right now. He's just at Sir Paul Kearney concert. Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, Rasput Engraving with those beautiful Russell Talk podcast mugs, Me Fiesta, KC Reynolds, Nobleman's Barbershop, KC Mo, Ask for Pete the Barber, and of course, the one and only FWWC, the best fantasy wrestling anywhere in this country. So, uh, so, Joe, I know you've been a part of a lot of the Wrestle Talk podcasts. Uh, you're yes. one of the OG, you're one of the OGs. And once again, just say what do you think for as we barrel down to episode 400? What does that mean to someone like you? Man, you know, like, like I said, man, I started this podcast. I never thought that it would get to be where it was, and you know, it 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 amazes me that we are at, at episode. 400 and it's just it's it's crazy and it's it's exciting and it's fun and you guys are doing a heck of a job you know i may not be here as much as what i used to be but i definitely appreciate being able to come on every chance that i possibly can and it's been amazing tonight it's been a lot of fun well, I hope that you're. I hope that you at least pop in for a few seconds on episode 400 if you can. If you're not working, I'm there. sure that that I I probably will. I will come on here just to give you all a hard time because you know that's what Nightmare Jones does. Well, and hopefully the next time you learn how to count and count at a speed for everybody. So. Like I said, it was right down the middle. I just. I bet you I would. Think, uh, I, you, you would ref a snitch match, wouldn't you? Oh, I absolutely would have for snitch match. That 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 would be like a dream come true. If I was refereeing the snitch matches, the snitch would have already been the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion. Already. Hoss, do something. Do something with your boy. I, I, there is nothing that can be done with him. I <laughs> think what happens is when he gets in the ring, he says one and then he's got to use his fingers and toes and everything else to figure out that <laughs> two comes after that and then the same with three so you know so well little gentlemen um do you have any final joe you have any final words that you want just you know thanks everybody for all of the support for all these these years and episode 400 is coming up and you know we're just going to keep on going we're, we're we ain't stopping at four hundred. We're gonna try to make it five hundred. I think let, let's let's mm. let's try to let, let's try to make that. That would be a tr that would be great. So, uh, Hoss, you got anything else? What you, you got anything coming up in your area in the next couple of weeks? I I know they started announcing matches for the next WDWA show. Yeah, Jan January eleventh. I know they've uh, announced a few matches for that. You know, Anthony Athens will be there, and uh, Cisco will be there. 
and uh, you know there'll be a lot of good talent. And uh, I was actually told to relay to Renee, but uh, since he's not here, if you remember when we had Cisco on and ISP as well, they had one heck of a feud going between the two of them. But now they are actually friends. Sometimes the greatest rivalries make good friends. Yeah. So maybe some good. maybe someday I'll be friends with the snitch. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll be friends with Dick Douglas. I don't know. I mean, we we can only hope. <laughs> so so yeah, so I, I think this was a great show. Two great guests, great wrestling talk. We talked about AEW. We talked a little bit about Hell in the Cell. We talked about Joey turning his back on everybody. We talked about Dick Douglas beating up CJ Shine. So I think that is probably a really good place to end things at right now. So, uh, Joey, it was great seeing you again. Uh, yes, sir. You, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we got this fifth week on a couple of these months. So you never know who you might see on the fifth week. Uh, next week, I believe it's going to be Sonny in for the vacationing Renee Martinez and uh, Dick Douglas. So uh, be sure you check that out next week. Uh, same time, same bat channel. Um, so I guess all we can say is, uh, I will see, we'll see you next time. And we're barreling down to 400. We're almost there next week. 398, I guess on behalf of my uh, co-host nightmare Jones, the hardest working man on the rest of podcast, hardcore Hoss. Good luck to you both on this weekend on the, uh, FWBC hell in a cell challenge. So, uh, we will see you guys again, and we will see you next week, next Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Central, for the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And check us out at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Yeah.